Hey, what's up, nerdies? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Bunch Report. As always, I am your host, English Dave. Unfortunately, there is no co-host today. I am the sole pilot today on this journey. However, you guys are listening to this in your car, in the bathroom, on your subway commute. Thank you for making me part of your experience and part of your journey. Welcome to another week. So we're going to start off as usual with the weekend box office from December 7th to the 9th. Not much changed this weekend in the top five. In fact, the top six goes largely unchanged. There was a little bit of a tussle between the top two, but ultimately Ralph Breaks the Internet took the number one spot with $16 million this weekend on its third weekend with a total of $140 million. Close in second place, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, $15 million for a total of $223 million in its fifth weekend. And number three, Creed 2, taking in $10 million this weekend for a total of $96 million. The sequel has almost hit $100 million on a budget of $50 million. At number four, Fantastic Beasts, The Crime of Grindelwald made $6 million this weekend for a grand total of $145 million. It's still shy of its $200 million budget on its fourth weekend. Hopefully that can make its money back over time. At number five, Bohemian Rhapsody still holding on at its sixth weekend, making $6 million this weekend for a total gross of $173 million. Rounding up the top 10, we have Instant Family at number six, Green Book at number seven, Robin Hood at number eight, The Possession of Hannah Grace at number nine, and Widows at number 10. Next week, we have a new beast in Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, that movie, I got to see it. I highly recommend it. Look out for my spoiler-free review coming up in the next few days, and we will be doing a spoiler-filled review over the next week or so. So tune in next week to see what wins the weekend. Will Spider-Man take the number one spot, or will Ralph or Dr. Seuss claim that number one once again? Now we're going to go straight into the news. I'm just going to run down the news as I go along. Some of these items I will stop and discuss if I have an opinion on it. If I don't have an opinion in it, I'll just move on to the next one because there's no one for me to kind of feed back and forth on this. It'll be something different. It'll be an experiment. I've never done this before. I'm essentially talking to you guys, but there's no direct response. First piece of news on Friday, Marvel released the highly anticipated trailer and title for the fourth Avengers movie, Avengers Endgame. Clearly that trailer was very popular because the next day Marvel announced that the trailer has officially broken the 24 hour record with 289 million views, beating the previous holder, Infinity War, by over 60 million views. So clearly a lot of you guys and we all love this trailer that we were re-watching it over and over again. In fact, Raven and I did, a, and this is a shameless plug, we did a, a dis dissection of that trailer for a special bunch of trailers podcast, which is up right now. So if you want to know our full thoughts on that trailer, clearly we loved it. But if you want to know our full thoughts and what we took from it and any things that we noticed, check out that podcast. So that's very good for Marvel. Marvel continues to release trailers that are clearly going over very well with fans. I'm happy about that. What are your thoughts on the trailer? Send us your thoughts, info at thenerdybunch.com. Next piece of news, of course, another Marvel piece of news. Marvel have announced that they are developing a movie based on their character, Shang-Chi. This is an Asian character in the Marvel Comics world, and he's a badass martial artist. This has been something I've been very excited for since the announcement of the Daredevil Netflix series. I'm a huge fan of the character and the world that he encompasses. It's a character that really hasn't been at the forefront uh, outside of a few comic runs here and there. That being said, Marvel have shown that once in a while they can, they are able to bring characters that nobody knows about and shine a spotlight on them in a way that not only shows who they are as a character, but teaches people why 
fans love a character. I think we're at a time where this makes sense on both a business level and a fan level. Um, the success of movies like Black Panther, even Wonder Woman, even though that's not a Marvel character, shows that people want diversity. People want to see themselves represented in, represented in these superhero characters. And you're not creating new characters just to fit what people want. These are characters that already exist that there's a huge sect of people who want to see these characters come to life. So I'm very excited that Marvel are working on this. And also I think as much as I loved and enjoyed at the very least the second season of Iron Fist, I think Marvel really hasn't delved into martial arts properly. Daredevil is still a boxer and he's very badass. I admit it, but Shang-Chi takes it to another level and I'm excited to see what they do with this. We'll see where that goes. What else do we have? Any other trailers? Hmm, let me see. Oh, here's another piece of news. This is a throwaway piece, line piece of news. Last week, Raven and I talked about how Bumblebee director Travis Knight was in talks to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We currently have no director for that film because obviously we know the story behind James Gunn. Unfortunately, Travis Knight has shot down those rumors saying that they are certainly not true, which is kind of a weird shame because I'm hearing a lot of good things about Bumblebee. I see this movie myself this week, so look out for my spoiler-free review the following week and I'll know if that was, if this is a good thing or a bad thing. But right now I'm feeling that this maybe this is not such a great thing if, I'm, if Bumblebee is as good as what I'm hearing it is. Though that being said, hopefully Travis Knight has some other movies up his sleeve. Maybe Marvel have him for something else. I'd like to see what else he does if he's able to salvage Bumblebee. That's a huge thing. You know, people, I think he came into a franchise, the Transformers franchise, at a time where it's a very distinct franchise. It's, it already has its voice, but that voice became very sour and very one note. And that's not an easy thing to change. So coming into that, people expected this to fail. Not failing financially, but failing creatively in people's eyes. And can you salvage that? And it seems to be that he has. And if you're able to do that, I think that bodes very well for your future as a director because it means you have options and people can trust you. So hopefully whatever Travis Knight is doing next, hopefully Bumblebee is good and hopefully the future bodes well for him and other projects. Another superhero project, Aquaman was recently released in China and it's apparently doing very, very well. I've seen the movie myself. Look out for my thoughts in the next coming weeks. I can't say anything just yet, but it's doing very well in China to the point where Warner Brothers and DC are already in early talks to develop a sequel. They're not waiting to see how well it does here. I guess that doesn't matter. They're just thinking, okay, it's tracking well in China. It's done well there. Hopefully it's going to track well for them here. That's what they're thinking. And they don't want to waste time and they want to go straight into a sequel. Business-wise, that kind of makes sense. Um, we'll see how well it does here. So if you're an Aquaman fan, be excited. There's more to come. If you're not a fan, I'm sorry. There's more to come. Talk about more to come. Disney is working on Sister Act 3. We initially heard that they were rebooting this movie without Whoopi Goldberg, but now we're hearing it's Sister Act 3, and this one won't be released in theaters. It would actually be coming to Disney's streaming service, Disney+. Plus. I love the first two movies. The second film stands out to more people than the first film. It's one of those film franchises where people remember the sequel more than the first film, even though both of them are, are just as good as the other. A third film, I don't know. Whoopi Goldberg has been back and forth talking about whether she wants to be part of this franchise. Maybe this can be some kind of soft reboot where she kind of passes the torch onto someone else. I don't know. However, what we do know is that they are working with some of the people that worked on Insecure. So we'll see where this goes. I would love for Whoopi to be involved in some capacity, even if it's a passing of the torch. But I'm curious, what could the storyline be with a Sister Act 3? 
what is the commentary? What's it trying to say? And I haven't seen the original movies in a while. I'd have to rewatch them to kind of see what those movies were really about in sense of what their message was. But it'd be interesting to see what direction this takes. But what I find more interesting is the fact that this is going to Disney's streaming service. Disney's continuing to show and prove, or at least trying to prove that their, their streaming service will be worth your money by bringing big, high-profile pro projects, not just background projects. They have a lot of Marvel projects coming. They have Star Wars projects. And something like Sister Act coming to the big screen, If they, I mean, coming to the small screen, I should say, if they can bring big talent to this, that's just giving people more reasons to buy into this streaming service. And as of right now, I'm definitely going to be buying into this streaming service. They already have my money with Star Wars and Marvel alone, bringing in actors from the movies even. But something like Sister Act is a bonus. I'll watch that because I already have the streaming service. So why not? I'll be checking that out. Uh, next piece of news. What do I have here? Da, 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 da. I'll talk about bringing movies back. Uh, they're doing... I, I didn't realize this was happening. But apparently this has been in works for a while. Sony are rebooting once again 21 Jump Street. This time they're looking at Tiffany Haddish and Aquafina to star in this film. Um, I don't know if we need another reboot. Uh, I love these two actresses. Don't get me wrong. I just think that they might be better, better served in a different IP, an original IP, or just something that hasn't been rebooted in the, less, the last five years or so. This could be interesting. I'll keep my eye on this. Again, like I said, these are two stars who I think are both hilarious. I think they could be very, very good together. Um, I think it would, it would be fun to have seen them do a 21 Jump Street series, like the original series, for like a mini Netflix series or something like that for a streaming network. But... I think they're going to really have have to bring something strong for this movie because everyone will be looking at this saying, why is this happening? The Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum movie still fresh in our minds. It's got some strong competition. It's got some strong, it's got a high, high bar to reach. And it's not saying that it's not impossible for these, uh, for this, these actresses at least to reach this bar. But it also depends on who's directing this, who's writing this, because Phil Lord and Chris Miller who are the writers and directors of the original film, were very instrumental in making that film work. And can it work again? Because part of that film was making fun of the fact that reboots of popular franchises happen in the first place. You know, especially that first film, there's a lot of commentary in that second film, making commentary on the fact that we keep revisiting these franchises. In making this reboot again, you're kind of proving them right, that you're going to keep rebooting the same franchise until you run it into the ground. I worry that that happens with these two stars. But again... If this could work, it'd be those two. They could make it work. What do you guys think? Do you guys want to see this happen? Let us know. Info at the nerdybunch.com. I personally would love to see these two in a different IP. But again, if this is hilarious and this they have a good a good take on this, I'm game. Another piece of news relating to the Bumblebee movie. I forgot to mention this one. In this movie, it's a slight spoiler, but I don't think this is a big deal. We will be hearing Bumblebee's voice. It is kind of connected to the original movies that came out in the last over the last 10 years or so. And in those movies, it's established that something happened to Bumblebee's voice box, rendering him incapable of talking through his regular means, and he had to find other means to communicate. But in this film, apparently, we're going to get to hear his real voice, and he'll be voiced by none other than Dylan O'Brien. Um, I actually think this is a very good casting. I like Dylan O'Brien. He was recently, not too long ago, in a, in a very bad accident on set and thankfully he survived and everything's okay now with him i think he's one of those actors that actors that has a lot of range and has a long way to go and i think he's yet to fully really prove himself but i think he's on his way there and doing little things like this this is this isn't a huge role 
But I like his voice for this, and I think he can bring a sincerity to the character of Bumblebee. I like this choice of casting. Do you guys like Dylan O'Brien as Bumblebee? Do you look forward to hearing Bumblebee speaking? Or do you think Bumblebee should just shut up and not speak at all? I don't know. Maybe that's what should happen. We'll find out when we all see the movie. Send us your thoughts. Info at thenerdybunch.com. Next piece of news. Another piece of superhero news. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse comes out this week. I have seen the movie. I highly, highly, highly recommend you see it. That is my review. But I am releasing a spoiler-free review going into more depth without spoiling about why you should see this movie. And then next week, once you guys and some of the other team members have had a chance to see the movie, I will be going into full spoilers because trust me, this is going to be one of those movies you're going to want to watch more than once because it's chock full of Easter eggs and just fan service in all the best ways. It's a great movie. Definitely check that out. But fun fact, um, Tobey Maguire, who most famously played Peter Parker in the 2000s iteration of the Spider-Man films, was actually considered for the role of Peter Parker in this film. In this film, the role of Peter Parker is played by Jake Johnson. And while at first I was a bit apprehensive of him playing the role, after seeing the film and the context, I think Jake Johnson's actually perfect for this role. I think Tobey Maguire would have been too distracting. I understand the need or the want for him playing the character of Spider-Man. It would add more weight to the fact that this is a Spidey universe full of the various iterations of Spider-Man that we've seen in in various forms of media but i think it's better to have a nod at his movies as opposed to making him the forefront and jake johnson i think did a very good job of this again i'll, I'll elaborate in my review but after seeing the film i i think it was a good choice to stick with jake johnson next piece of news celebrity deathmatch who remembers that show the claymation mtv fight off uh series is returning uh it returned once i'm, I'm not sure a couple of years ago but i don't think anyone cared and I don't think some of the original uh, showrunners and producers were involved with that one. But this time, everyone's back. This time, they're partnering up with Ice Cube and his production company to bring back the return of Celebrity Deathmatch. Um, this will be interesting. Uh, I think MTV is trying to do more, more, uh, more scripted work, getting out of their reality TV prison that they put themselves in. I don't have much opinions on this. I think this is something that could work animation and celebrities beating the crap out of each other can always be hilarious uh, it depends on who wants to be involved as well i'd love to see actual celebrities doing their voices i, I don't know how that's going to work but that would be hilarious to see and it depends on if they can make it funny uh, there's a reason why this show ended but there's also a reason why certain shows are revived so we'll see celebrity deathmatch do you guys want to see a reboot of this? I'm not sure. I'll check out the pilot and see if it's hilarious or not. I don't, I'm not ready to say I want to see this or I don't. Next piece of news. Plastic Man. DC and Warner Brothers are working on a Plastic Man movie based on the comic book character. I don't know too much about Plastic Man. I know about Elongated Man who's currently uh, on the show The Flash. Plastic Man, I don't know, maybe this is a played for comedy. Could this work? Maybe. This could be hilarious, it could be stupid. I have no opinions on either way, especially when it comes to the DC movie. All I'll say is, we'll wait and see. Uh, speaking of wait and see, I haven't been a big fan of the James Bond movies of late, especially Daniel Craig run. I have let my feelings known on the podcast many a time, so I won't go into that. However, recently it was announced that Kerry Fukunaga, who gave us the first season of True Detective and recently Maniac on Netflix, definitely check that out, it's very good, has been hired for the next James Bond film, Bond 25. 
this is rumored to be Daniel Craig's last last for real seriously we're not joking this time last movie and I think Kerry Fukunaga could be could do something very interesting and rumors are that he wants Remy Malek from Mr. Robot and most recently Bohemian Rhapsody fame as playing the villain of this new movie this is I think this is very interesting Remy Malek on one hand I think he can be underrated on the other hand I think is a very interesting actor that with the right director under the right direction can be can make for very nuanced characters and I, I'm interested in this I guess like I've made known I'm not a fan of the recent run of Bond films but I like Kerry Fukunaga and I've always maintained that a good Bond movie has a villain who's more interesting than the hero or has a very interesting villain and the last few movies have had villains who had the potential to be interesting actors who had the ability to give me an interesting villain but ultimately somewhere along the line someone or somewhere something dropped the ball and didn't quite work out I think Rami Malek has the potential um, our very own Carlos isn't as optimistic as I am I understand where he's coming from but we'll see if it happens Rami Malek is also very busy doing television with Mr. Robot so this might not pan out let us know do you guys want to see this happen info at the nerdybunch.com Netflix is producing a couple of uh, projects first project they're producing Ghost in the Shell anime movie set for 2020 Ghost in the Shell is a product that has seen many iterations recently there was a live action movie it was alright it was fine a lot of controversy behind it uh, but either way the movie wasn't great I think this is something that serves better as a series I'm even one of those people that thinks the 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 animated movie that everyone loves isn't that good either the animation is great on a technical level they do a lot of good things but I didn't love the movie and but I really love the animated series that came out uh, um, I'm not sure where it came out I think 2010 or something like that I, I watched that I really like that a lot and I, I would love to see more stories set within that world Netflix has been picking up a lot of anime series of late some old some new some reboots I think they're really doubling down the anime so hopefully this is good some of this stuff has been really good I'm really into the Castlevania series that's airing right now I'm looking forward to seeing what they're doing in the future with other projects uh, another project that they have which is very interesting and I'm not sure where they're taking this one Zach Galifianakis show between two firms with Zach Galifianakis is a show that I know about I've watched here and there but I don't really watch religiously but Netflix is apparently producing a movie I'm not too sure how that's going to turn out I'm intrigued that they are attempting a movie out of this and I think from pure intrigue I might watch this but I don't know if people are clamoring for a between two ferns movie but then again I don't think this is a movie that's particularly expensive to make it depends what stars they bring into it and who they're interviewing I don't know is this a just one giant interview or is this a movie about a guy trying to interview people or start his own interview show maybe it's about how the whole idea came to be I don't know maybe Netflix movie let us know do you guys think it's a good idea info at the nerdybunch.com this is one that I think is an interesting idea recently the, the movie Mamma Mia 2 here we go again was released and I saw this it's a terrible movie but it made a lot of money and it's really only a terrible movie because it's just trying to re retread the steps of the first film but it's not as good and so when you're trying to do the same thing but not as good you just look a lot worse so this movie the second film would have been better if the first film didn't exist that being said the whole concept of Mamma Mia is being brought into the world of Prince there's an idea to take Prince's music and tell a story like Mamma Mia using the songs as a narrative device and there's going to be music along the way I think this is a very good idea I like this I like taking Prince's the idea of taking Prince's music 
and telling a story Mamma Mia style out of this. I think there's many avenues you could take this with depending on who they get to work on this project. Uh, but either way, I like Prince's music. I like the idea of taking a story, his, his music and telling a story with it. Because uh, his music was very eclectic and very well-rounded that gives gives an idea like this a lot, a lot of options. Hopefully, whoever's taking charge of this picks the correct options. What else do we have? I think that's it for this week for the news. Anything else that stood out to you guys? Info at thenerdybunch.com. Let us know. Find us on our social media at The Nerdy Bunch. This week, we have a bunch of podcasts being released. We will be releasing the delayed Back to the Feature podcast that Raven and I did, which focused on Die Hard, one of our favorite Christmas, non-Christmas movies. So this week, you will be getting a double dose because later on the week, we will be releasing another episode, this time focusing on another Christmas, non-Christmas movie, Lethal Weapon. So look out for that one. You have a bit of time to revisit that film if you haven't in a long time or check it out for the first time if you haven't. It's one of our favorite Christmas, non-Christmas movies. Also, the Otaku's Lounge will be talking anime. So look out for their podcast this week. Travis and I will be talking trailers in a bunch of trailers and we'll try and get a bunch of reviews for upcoming films and films currently streaming on Netflix. I think Travis and I are trying to get a review for Addy Circus's Mowgli out to you guys and the aforementioned Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse review. So a whole bunch of stuff this week in the Nerdy Bunch. We have a bunch of competitions coming up, screenings coming up that we want to send you guys to. So keep listening on the podcast. This week we have some competitions. We're finalizing some things so I don't have the information right now. But keep an eye out on our social media pages at The Nerdy Bunch and our website thenerdybunch.com. Once again, apologies that I had no co-host on this podcast. Thank you guys for listening. My name is English Dave and this has been a Nerdy Bunch Report. And as always, keep it nerdy.